Hey, and welcome to the GCC Youth Podcast. GCC Youth is a student ministry of Gracewood Community Church. We meet every Wednesday evening from 645 to 8. Find us on Facebook or Instagram at GCC Youth Lebanon and follow us for the latest on what's happening. We hope you're encouraged by this message and inspired to grow in your faith. Thanks for listening. Now to the message. How are you guys? Good rainy day today. <clears throat> so um, we are in the third week of a series that is called The Storyteller. And so we're glad that you guys are here with us. I think all of you mostly have been with us, except for maybe a few. Um, but if you haven't been, um, The Storyteller are, is basically a series about the parables that Jesus told in the Bible. And the parable was basically a story that had a spiritual meaning, spiritual point, or a lesson behind it that we can learn from. And Jesus would tell those in the Bible, and that's what a lot of the New Testament is made up of, especially the, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, Luke, and John. And so um, we're going to, to look at uh, week three here, and let's start off by taking just a second to, uh, I just want to take a second just to rant for a second. Now I just want to ask you this question, um, what are a few common things that you find completely annoying? Go ahead and name a few. Something you, Yes. You find yourself annoying? Okay. Your little brothers and sisters? Snoring. <laughs> little brothers. <laughs> Anyone else? That's good. Things that you find completely annoying. So you're on the right track here. Um, for me, it's uh, like red lights, uh, slow drivers, indecisiveness, the sound of someone else chewing is awful. Like, you know, you when you're right there next to them, and it's like you, you feel it in your head. It's like, it's awful. Taxes, also awful. I think there are a lot of things that get on our nerves uh, out there. But um, tonight, I just want to start, uh, start by talking about one that I think maybe all of us can agree on that is kind of annoying. At the very top of my annoying list will be waiting. Like, just, just waiting. Uh, none of us like the idea of waiting for something, do we? It's difficult for us to um, to know what to do in the moments when we put something out there, and then we we don't get something back instantly. Like there's not a response that's instantly, or or something that that we get feedback on instantly. We have to wait for it. Maybe you've put in an application or for something, and you haven't heard for a long time. You're kind of getting impatient, you know. Well, just waiting just drives you crazy, though, right? Um, it's why microwaves were invented, right? So we can have Mac and cheese in, in two minutes flat, and it's done really quick. And we actually would take the lid off of that before we did that. Um, we, love, uh, we love fast food, right? Because, uh, oh, yeah, it's fast, right? And we even get annoyed waiting for fast food sometimes, don't we? There's a reason why Instagram is not called eventual gram, okay? Instagram. <laughs> there you go. Uh, think about airplanes for a second. <laughs> Can you imagine what Christopher Columbus must have thought um, if he knew he could fly on a Southwest airline? Like, wait a minute. I had to live through six months of seasickness, scurvy, dying crew members, fighting off Pirates of the Caribbean just to get somewhere, you know, and I could take a flight, do it in a few hours with peanuts and Sprite. But let's face it, we don't like to wait, do we? No one likes waiting. So much so, in fact, that um, we get weirdly annoyed at the thought of standing in line or even even waiting for something to, to download, you know. 
And we live in a time of everything is instant. But waiting is an annoyance. And so this particular annoyance, waiting, uh, brings us to another parable that was told by Jesus. And so the story is about prayer. And no matter where you are in your faith, uh, or if you've you're not even sure about the whole God thing, chances are, are good that you have thrown up a prayer or two at some point to the big man upstairs. You needed to say something. You needed him to hear you. And so you've thrown it up there. But for most of you, I believe that you have genuinely prayed prayers. And, uh, and then what happened after that? You waited, right? You prayed and then you had to wait. And it's not easy just because it's supposed to be a good thing, right? I mean, maybe you prayed about something and maybe you got an answer right away, like, like, bam, here's your reply. And if so, that is great. But most of the time, how many of you know that's not how prayer works, right? It takes time. Maybe you found yourself praying for something super serious, like a sick person in your family or someone who was in trouble, and then you just waited. Or maybe you just pray for normal, everyday things, uh, like maybe to pass a test or not to mess something up or not to mess up a play in your basketball game or whatever it is. Um, but either way, if you didn't get an immediate response, the, the whole waiting thing uh, sometimes brings up some questions. Uh, maybe you found yourself wondering, uh, is, is this thing that I'm praying for, is it okay to, to pray for? Um, or is God saying no? Or is he saying yes by having me to wait? Um, maybe it's a little confusing. Maybe you ask, is God even listening? Because I haven't heard anything. And I know that I've been there before. Or maybe you think, Am I even doing this right? Am I even praying right? And so those are very valid um, questions that you can ask yourself and wonder about. And maybe most importantly, you've asked yourself this question, does prayer even work at all? And if you've ever wondered that, I want you to know that God is not mad at you for wondering that question. He's not, he's not small enough that he can't take you throwing your fist up and being mad because you had to wait on something you asked for him, you know? Your, your Heavenly Father understands you. He's not going to strike you down uh, with lightning when you ask a perfectly normal and reasonable question about prayer like, does this even work? Besides, you and I aren't even the first people to wrestle with this idea of prayer and whether or not God is listening. Uh, in fact, I think that it's one of the reasons Jesus told this particular story that I'm about to tell you, so that you and I would have an idea of what to do when we pray and hear nothing. So we know about this story because there's a doctor named Luke. He began to investigate Jesus' life by talking to people who knew him well. It's where we get the book of Luke in the Bible. And one of the conversations he discovered was this one, and it led to Jesus telling a story. It says, One day Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. So we know right away that, God, um, that, that Jesus had a goal in the story that he was about to tell says, then Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and you say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread or a gallon of milk or a candy bar or whatever it is. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. That's Luke 11, 5 through 8. You might be thinking, who does that? Who knocks on a door all night annoying someone for bread? So this neighbor had a guest who was coming into town. And chances are that this guest 
would probably arrive hungry. Plus, the neighbor uh, didn't have any food, so he's probably starving too. And it sets the tone for just how desperate this person was. He was willing to bug the sleeping family next door in the middle of the night. Now, I don't know, I don't know about you, but once I go to sleep, it takes a lot to wake me. I am out. Um, I, I, <laughs> there's a story. I even slept through the middle of a hurricane once. It's a true story. I'll tell you that story another time, though. If I wake up in the middle of the night, though, it's not good. I can't imagine how bad I would um, react to someone knocking my, on my door all night, especially after I've told them no, no, and it's like, I just want some bread, you know? If I were the neighbor, I probably would have given up after a knock on the door. But he didn't give up. He kept on knocking, right? And Jesus didn't say exactly how long the neighbor waited, um, all the while getting probably hungrier, probably getting more tired, more anxious. Uh, Maybe he wondered, is it even worth it for me to keep asking as he's knocking on this door and not getting an answer? Um, it'd be like sending text after text you know, to someone all through the night, calling them, and you're hoping that someone's going to respond, but you're just having to wait, right? If you've ever prayed about a, a desperate situation, you might be able to relate to this feeling. Uh, like if you prayed your heart out for God to help you do well on a test, maybe, that you felt like the test is going to make or break you, so you've really prayed hard about it. Uh, or you sent in a college application, or you tried, uh, tried out for a team, and you prayed like crazy for things to go in your favor. Or you've asked God to help your, your family drama get better, help you out of a bad situation, get you out of trouble, give you the strength to deal with everything that is on your schedule. Then you can relate to this. After enough waiting and not hearing anything, we start to wonder, is it worth it? for me to keep asking? Is it worth it for me to keep praying for, th for this, whatever it is? Um, so that's another question we ask. Uh, but that's what's so great about the ending of the story that Jesus told. Eventually, the friend did open the door, gave some bread to his neighbor, and uh, he also gave us an incredible idea that can, can change the game when it comes to how we approach prayer, how we see it. Uh, when it comes to prayer, don't quit because it's quiet. When it comes to prayer, don't quit because you don't hear anything right away. Or don't quit because you don't hear anything in the time frame you think you should hear something, right? The neighbor might have felt discouraged, but, but he didn't. He might have gotten tired, but he didn't quit. He, he may have bruised his knuckles from knocking on that door all night long, but he didn't quit. He probably woke up the rest of the neighborhood with all that knocking, but he didn't quit, right? He persevered. And even if you, I, you and I don't um, hear anything when we pray, we, we can still keep praying. God still hears us. He's still good. And so he's not bothered by our continuous knocking on the door or our continuous prayer. Think about this. The neighbor, a normal human, eventually he opened the door, right? And if that's how he reacted, imagine how much better a perfect God reacts to us uh, every time we pray and when we keep praying, persevere in that prayer. Now, anytime we talk about prayer, it, it can kind of be complicated from time to time because the way we view prayer can affect the way we pray. Uh, for example, when we hear this story, we might think, well, that's great news. This means I can ask God for whatever I want, and as long as I don't quit, he'll eventually give me whatever I want. How many of you, how many of that's worked out for, for you guys? Anybody? No? That, that would be great, right? But I imagine some of you have prayed really big prayers with a lot of persistence and didn't get what you're asking for. Maybe your parents didn't stay married. Maybe your aunt's cancer came back. Maybe you didn't make the team. Maybe your friend's mom took the job and it was in another state and had to move away. Uh, maybe you got busted, the news is out, and you're in trouble now. Or maybe it was something else. Just think about that. If you pray for long enough, 
you're going to hit moments when even though you pray over and over, God didn't come through in the way that you asked or that you wanted or the way that you expected him to. And when this happened, it can really when this happens, it can really mess with our faith. Um, and it's easy to think, I prayed, I asked, I, I waited, I prayed and asked again, and things turned out exactly opposite of what I asked. Uh, and this can really challenge our, our confidence. It can challenge our belief in God. But this parable is less about what we get and more about who it is we're talking to when we pray. It's more about our willingness to keep asking even if things don't go how we want them. It's an issue of faith. And God's concerned with the things that concern us. He really is. He cares about our lives. He sees our lives. He loves us more than we could ever imagine. And his heart for us is good. His character is good. That's who he is. And when we can trust that, that he is who he says he is, that he is good, that his heart is for us, that he is for us and not against us, then it becomes easier for us to keep asking because we know that what he has for us is good. And it becomes easier to wait because we know that his timing is perfect. It's not a guarantee that we'll get what we ask for, but it is a guarantee that we can count on the God in whom we're asking. We can always count on him. He's not slack concerning his promises with us. He doesn't promise something and then sort of fulfill his promise later on. Okay, If he has promised you something and it is him who has, who has promised you, then you can bet that he will fulfill his word and his promise. And so some of his promises include that he will help us experience peace. He's going to comfort us, even in really dark times. He promises that he'll never leave us. He's never going to abandon us. And he promises that nothing can separate us from his love. Now, sometimes those promises can be really hard to believe when the answer doesn't look the way that we hoped or the silence just seems unending. It just seems like we're waiting forever. And it can be very hard to, to really confide in those promises, even if we read them in his word. And it's in those moments, the ones that we don't want to keep asking, that we have an opportunity to stretch our faith out just a little bit farther beyond our borders. Because, you know, we all have faith. We all, our faith is, can grow, right? We can have big faith. We can have little faith. And the faith that is small with short borders, with, that doesn't have uh, a lot of room, we don't give God a lot of room to, to do stuff with that. As our faith grows more and more, that's what he wants from us. So it has a lot less to do with what we're asking and who we're asking it from. But that's when you and I can start to develop a faith that is, is rare, but is also more powerful. And not just for someone your, your age, but someone any age. Um, God keeps his promises, and because of that, we can keep asking. He keeps his promises, and because he keeps his promises, we can keep on asking. Sure, we're welcome to um, ask for things that we want, but at the same time, we're also uh, invited to pursue God, who is always good. He's always looking out for the best for us. And when we do that, when we pursue Him with all of our heart, I think that our heart begins to align with what He has for us, and our desires begin to become His desires, so that when we are praying and asking for things, they're already in line with what He has, because we're pursuing Him in it first. Even when we don't get what we want, it doesn't mean that God isn't good, and it doesn't mean that he's failed to keep his promises. He never changes. So the question I want to ask you today uh, is, what do you think God is like? What do you think God is like? Because how you answer that question will determine if you think God is worth waiting on or not. And if we think God is like most people in the world who would be annoyed by us waking them up and knocking on the door and requesting something in the middle of the night, 
we'd be tempted to call it quits if that's how we saw God, right? But if we believe that He's good, if we believe that He's kind, that He's compassionate, and that He's full of mercy and love, and that He's faithful, and that His promises are always true, just like Jesus tells us He is, then I believe we'll keep on asking because God is worth asking. We may not get what we want, but when we trust the character of God, our faith won't crumble when we don't get what we want. Jesus came to earth to show the world what God is like. Jesus prayed with faith, and based on what he told us and showed us about God, we can trust that God is worth going to with our prayers, that God keeps his promises, that we can keep asking him for things, that he is good and present with us. He listens, okay? When we pray, he listens. He comforts us. We can keep on going to him. Uh, when we start to believe these things, I think it changes the way that we will pray. So what is it that you're asking for? Is there something in your circumstance? Is there something in your life that you're asking for? I want you to think about that. What are you hoping for an answer about? Maybe it's something big, something small, uh, something new that you're asking for. Or maybe it's something that you've been asking for for many years or many months or for a while now, and you haven't got an answer on it, okay? But you really want to know. I'm going to give you three steps to work toward getting an answer. First thing I want you to do is whatever that thing is, and you probably can think of something right now that maybe you have been asking for or been wondering, you know, why hasn't God answered my prayer on this? You know, fill in the blank. So the first thing is write it down. Whatever it is, write it down. If you do the journal thing, write it in your journal. Uh, if not, write it somewhere where you'll be able to go back to it later and see it. Stick it in the, uh, the front or the back of your Bible or something like that. But by writing it down, you're committing it to memory in a more intentional way by writing it down on paper. Okay, so write it down is the first thing. The second thing I want you to do is slow it down. Okay, what do I mean by that? It means you have to put something down. Maybe there's something that's clouding the airwaves. You know, when you're on the radio and you're turning it from channel to channel and it's like <laughs> static and you get to the right spot because everything's clear, right? The airwaves are clear. Maybe it's a TV, Xbox, Snapchat, your phone, whatever it is, Netflix, Instagram, YouTube, list goes on and on. What do you need to put down in order to, to be able to slow down? Because if we're going so fast that all this other stuff is in the way, how are we going to hear God speak to us? The Bible's really clear about how one of the ways he does that. And for us, maybe this is more, even more so. It's a still, small voice. Now, if my five-year-old is in a room and there's 200 people in that room and they're all laughing and cutting up and having a great time, that's great. That's a good thing, right? But if he's trying to, to speak to me with that small voice, I can't hear him. So I can't hear what's going on in the room. If God is a small voice to us that we have cluttered with so much busyness and so much of our life, then we can't hear him. We've got to slow down a little bit. We need to put down something in our life, put it aside for just a moment. I'm not saying lay it down forever. I'm just saying make a time to do this, right? And that brings us to the third thing, and, and that is set a reminder to slow down and actually pray, okay? Pray, actually do it. Put an alert on your phone, set an alarm, make a middle note, whatever it takes. Choose some time in the day. Morning's a really great time because it's before, most of the time it's before your day is cluttered with all that the day brings. Select the length of time. Listen, it doesn't have to be like a big 30-minute long deal. Just pray for three or four minutes, five or six minutes. If you're comfortable, pray for 10 minutes. And then decide to put in the time and practice of doing it and, and work on making it a habit. Keep praying, keep asking. Maybe you'll get what you ask for. Maybe not. Either way, you're asking God who is good, and he can be trusted with your request. 
no matter what. So don't quit asking. Sometimes prayer feels like slow, wasted time. Okay, if we're honest, sometimes prayer just feels like, okay, let's pray, you know? But it's not. Honestly, sometimes it feels like God maybe isn't there or listening, but He is. He is there. Jesus told the story because He already knew it would feel that way to us. He knew that we'd be easily distracted and feel tempted to give up, but don't give up. God knew that you might even come to conclusions that maybe He wasn't good or present or that He didn't even care if He didn't answer you right away or the way that you wanted or in the time that you wanted Him to. But this story teaches um, that when it comes to prayer, don't quit just because it's quiet. Keep praying. Don't give up in praying to a God who listens, to a God who loves you so much. All right, I'm going to do something a little bit different tonight. Nothing crazy. Instead of me just praying at the end, which I will, but instead of me praying right now, I want you, like right where you are, we'll just take a moment, just a quick, quick moment. And I want you to pray to God, whatever it is that you're asking for, whatever it is that you need, whatever it is that you're hoping for. Maybe you've been asking him for a long time. Just take a few seconds and be very intentional about asking him for it right now. We'll stop for a second and just pray. I'll give you a few minutes and then I'll close in a short prayer. God, we trust you with these requests. We trust you with the things that we're bringing to you. We know that you love us. We know that you're listening. We know that we can keep asking, even if we don't hear something right when we think we should. And God, I pray tonight that each of these requests would be heard by you and that you would answer each one of them, God. I don't know what was prayed. I don't know how dire the circumstances are of some of the prayers or how light they might, might seem. But Father, I trust that you are a loving God who loves us no matter what we ask. And so we trust you that you will answer us when we pray, and that we can keep on asking you and keep on praying, and you will answer us. Just like the story said, we can keep knocking on the door, and you will answer us. So we trust you, we love you, we thank you, and we give you glory for everything that you're doing in this group, in our hearts, in our lives. It's in your name we pray. Amen.